Want me to go or you? Yeah, you, you got this one. Welcome to James and Jeremy. Welcome to Jeremy and James Makeup. Welcome to Welcome to James and Jeremy Makeup Podcast. That's James and Jeremy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> you screwed me up so much I messed it up. Today, we're going to take a look at the new Star Wars trailer. More specifically, the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. So, uh, first of all, there's been a couple different trailers that have led up to this one. The previous ones, I don't feel like they uh, provided nearly as much information as this one. This one is going to be the final trailer because the uh, movie is releasing on December 20th. So, where, where do you think we should start? I say let's boldly go where no man has gone before and start right off with uh, what you think happens in this. There is a little bit of background knowledge here that uh, is relevant to it. So first of all, Jeremy, did you actually watch the last Star Wars episode? That would be uh, negative. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be even better then. <clears throat> or episode seven. Or you haven't six, seen seven? Or five. Or four. Or three. Or two. Or one. Oh, my God. Why am I doing a podcast with you? <laughs> I, I think I saw the one with clones. There was a lot of political things that yep. uh, were really above me so it's, they're not above you trust me they're not above you it's like <laughs> there's nothing deep in it i know that you are a big star wars fan and i thought i would run down <laughs> what i thought was going to happen in this movie okay hey should i at least like give you a quick briefing no. on, in regards to no. Oh, no, no 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 you don't want you don't want this i'm i'm going just in here cold completely my, shooting from the hip here one take okay, uh, <laughs> my five points of what I think this trailer has told me of what the plot of this movie will be. Oh God, this is um, going to be bad. Very, very bad. No, it's, it's great. It's great. It's great. I've <laughs> first, we assemble the event. I mean, the star Wars people. So we get, we get all of them back together. This is um, like, this is just like Avengers assemble, but when start in star Wars world. Exactly. Okay. And, oh my God, this is going to be creepy because this is actually like, uh, uh, so I have some notes right now and act one resistance gathers up forces. <laughs> <laughs> kidding so continue on this is looking uh, pretty and good and then they're gonna they're, the the star wars gang we'll call them they're gonna rise <laughs> up against the bad guy the big bad guy and then uh-oh he wasn't actually the bad guy there's a bigger bad guy so now they join forces <laughs> with the bad guy and they take down the bigger bad guy oh fuck and then for some reason they all like ride horses while I'm <laughs> I'm guessing Old Town Road place. How about like a John Williams rendition of Old Town Road? <laughs> I think I would, be, I, think, I would kind of love that actually. That is be. entering new ta territory for John Williams. So that that is Jeremy's plot. So this is actually kind of scary. But you pretty much nailed exactly what I was thinking because Act One, <laughs> Resistance gathers up forces. At the end of the Last Jedi, uh, the Resistance is pretty much shattered. And Leia like broadcasts to the basically to the universe saying we need help we're in trouble. There's two different scenes from this trailer where that's relevant. Number one is Lando's there. I think that is going to be. Uh, I mean, he, he was a major factor in episodes five and six. There's that shot with a whole bunch of different ships 
So Act Two is basically going to be they're going to they're forming up and they're going to fight the First Order and the battle starts. Uh, again, the battle goes on. They've, the, both numbers have already been decimated, but uh, the First Order still has some resources. The Resistance has loses its newly gained resources, but at some point, since there's been a series of ongoing scenes with both Kylo Ren and Rey fighting together, that the only thing that I can imagine that brings them together is some bigger unifying evil force. And Nailed just it. as you stated, yeah, like I seriously, this is kind of embarrassing. Like I know something about the universe and you don't know anything about the universe. And we came to the same fucking conclusion. That should not happen. <laughs> and as far as I can tell, the only thing that I can think of that would bring these two groups together or more specifically just Ray and Kylo Ren together would be some sort of more scary unifying force. Which so, one yeah. is Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren is the, he's, Darker? okay, first of all, he's the lesser bad guy that you were talking about. Okay, got it, got if it. You want to, if you want an appearance of him, he is in black, as you might guess, because evil, evil equals black, and he has a right. helmet. So, ah. And that's actually, one quick note, he, he has a helmet. In the in episode eight, he actually smashed his helmet, so he has uh, re- either reproduced, or maybe he has, like a, <laughs> he has like a stock of helmets. He just goes, fetches a new one from his wardrobe. Hey, if they're good looking helmets, you got to keep a lot of them on, uh, in your closet. I, I, I like him better with the helmet. Got to say, I don't know. I agree. Hair, too. So, hair, something's off there. It does. It so bothers one me. Thing that's, one thing that confuses me a lot. A lot of people say like Adam Driver is super sexy. And like, I mean, first of all, I don't know a guy, but usually when I see a guy, I can be like, oh, is that attractive or not? Adam Driver doesn't do much for me. He's got like his nose is too big. <laughs> I know he's like ripped because like there's one scene with in the last in episode seven or eight. He's no Momoa. That's for sure. He is an actual ex-Marine unlike Momoa. But uh, yeah, just like something about his characterization does not do anything for me. So yeah. So we discussed all the high notes in regards to the macro story, like what, we're, what we think is going to happen. But I think there's a couple little micro topics that we can discuss here. I definitely think this is, I mean, it, they advertise this and I think this is going to be the end of an era. So like generally the end of the Skywalker series, any, anyone with a Skywalker in it. And oh. uh, as a result, the, w- the one thing that's interesting about that is the only Skywalkers that's there right now is Leia and Kyle Loren is, is half Skywalker. The girl's not Skywalker? We, that's a, that's, so that's actually one thing we don't know anything about. And that's actually one of my complete mysteries that I'm trying to figure out. And I need, need some background. So uh, She's uh, hugging Carrie so Fisher, which made me think go- that they were I'm going to let you related. shoot at this. Who do you think, uh, Ray, who are her parents? This is going to be extra hilarious coming from you. L- Leia and... <laughs> okay, you just said it. That was it. Uh, we'll go with Han Solo. Yep. Those are <laughs> some that I know. <laughs> okay so you actually are like you very well might be right but there's some weird confusion going on here because it is established that kylo ren is the the son of han solo and leia uh however it is it's generally established that ray is not and the ray's actual parentage is a mystery oh so the interesting thing is you saw leia hugging ray yes she doesn't know who ray is uh, oh Okay. She innately tr- trusts her, and like she has, I mean, she she first met her in Episode Seven, so she doesn't necessarily know who she is, or or at least if she does, she's she's hiding it, she's not revealing it. But uh, I mean, it's it's while 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 it might be your daughter, there has to be some sort of like weird sort of uh, memory memory skewing or memory wiping that's going uh, on if, if that is the case. So they're going for a, like a, I am your father type reveal in this episode, probably. 
Han is dead though, so Han is well dead. Uh, he's not coming back. I can pretty much guarantee it. So it's more right, like right, right. I am your I am your daughter situation, or I am your mother situation. No, you see, I was referencing the previous movies. James. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so. I'm sorry. Like that's a possibility, but I it's it's very up in the air. I I think there were some grand schemes that were set up in Episode Seven, but completely disregarded and abandoned and destroyed in Episode Eight. And I'll just th- throw this in there. I loved four, five, six, obviously. One, two, three, definitely had some question moments. Uh, I mean, it got, by all means, it definitely got a lot better in two and three. And then I absolutely loved uh, episode seven, even though a lot of people said it was, you know, a replica of episode four. Yes, it is. But it also captured the full Star Wars spirit. You have a group of plucky rebels or plucky, sorry, resistance fighting against the big bad. Yes, there's a uh, Death Star effectively, or in this case, Star Killer base. There's so many similarities. It's basically the same movie, but it was still in the spirit of Star Wars. And I appreciated that. Episode eight, however... Episode 8, The Last Jedi, was a huge turd in my book. I'm not going to complain about it too much, but uh, there were some huge plot problems. The theme of it was just kind of odd. In the in the past, it's always been a, you know, a group of well, plucky rebels or people that are, you know, they're not powerful necessarily, going up against a bigger, better enemy and defeating it. And Episode 8 just completely threw that out the window. Like, as far as I can tell, the theme for Episode 8 was stay in line. Like, the whole arc with Poe was basically just like, keep your head down and stay in line. And I disagree with that whole message in regards to the Star Wars franchise. It's it's like anathema to what Star Wars represents to me. So I had huge problems with that. Which episode was Donald Glover in? Donald Glover was actually in Han Solo, A Star Wars Story, which wow. are basically like the, the couple different movies that have been like offshoots of the main storyline. So if you notice in that one, there's no there's no Skywalker. Okay. This, this only adds to my confusion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I can explain this to you anytime. Uh, I don't think I don't know if our <laughs> listeners need to hear it because I think you're the only person in existence who has no idea what's going on. There, there might be a couple of us. Uh, They're the Amish, and they won't. Nah, they won't I, listen to I English. think you need to give the Amish more credit. I think they're more up on this than I am. I completely agree. I think you might be worse than the Amish in this regard. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to alienate any of our Amish listeners out there. <laughs> Ezekiel, go back to the butter churn. I don't even know. That's it. That's probably awful. That's probably I love insulting your to an Amish. I love, I love, your I love great furniture. Watch the movies. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so, oh, or, or more specifically, like on Rummishbringa, I watched all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> I think they're allowed to watch movies, but that's not. Yeah, I'm, we don't I'm pretty sure they can go into much. like town and watch movie, but I, I don't know. Uh, Next up, I just got a couple observations as going through the trailer. Uh, first right. of all, beam, gotta take, beam me up, James. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of different notes. Uh, number one is uh, we've got some new characters here, and uh, I think there's a lot of there's been a lot of hype for some sort of mask wearing bounty hunter. Um, we have a new droid. So Ooh. in episode four, we were introduced with R two D two friendly podcast. We are certainly not. I'm going to mostly talk about the ones that are less humanoid, so they're not quite as not quite as sexy to me. Still into it. <laughs> so episode four introduced R2-D2, the trash can-shaped droid. Oh, yeah. Or a.k.a. Astromech. We were introduced to BB-8, the soccer ball droid. And yeah. in this episode, in episode nine, we are now introduced to a hair dryer droid. I'm trying to imagine this, the use case or the design purpose for a hair dryer droid besides, well, drying hair. Is this just the prop department getting super lazy, or Whoa, is there something that, to this drive? That's completely useless. Okay, okay, okay. 
So for listeners that don't know, I, I'm a big fan of props. Love them. Try to recreate them. Sometimes fail. Sometimes don't. This this is this is kind of sad. This is this is something I would throw together in my garage in an afternoon. I mean, yes, it literally uh, looks like a hairdryer with a wheel. I mean, like there's nothing to it. I mean, put some lights on it or something. Come on, give it give it an eye or something. I think that's more important. I mean, even like BB-8 right next to him, like he's looks got the great. camera. Yeah, he's fantastic. There's a lot that can convey personality. This other one's like odd. Does it scoot around on its little wheel and then blow its hair dryer and like defrost? x-wing engines i don't even know i'm trying to figure out what the hell it is this is for maybe 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 this is maybe this is a new chassis for c-3po he's he's going to die for some reason or another and they well they he wants a smaller in. frame maybe he's been <laughs> in this very large frame for a long time and, <laughs> he's and it doesn't this. look that mobile to me I don't, it isn't I don't know. it isn't to be fair yeah. But if you also know C-3PO's personality, he wants to avoid conflict. He wants to avoid uh, being danger in danger. So in some ways, the uh, C-3PO, the, uh, the existing golden body is probably ideal. Like it, it keeps him out of trouble. He's not designed for combat or action or anything like that. I mean, but it just kind of paints a target on him, doesn't it? With the being bright gold. Bright gold and, and it's very slow to walk around. So yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you might be onto something, but... I mean, I don't think he... It, never appeared to me that he could duck or crouch he, he, even he cannot in fact uh, anthony daniels while they're filming he can't sit down <laughs> i'm not kidding and, and this definitely presented a problem because i mean he's he's been in the costume since episode four and i mean they cg'd him in like episodes one and two but uh he's an old guy at this point and it is difficult for him to get in and out of the costume and he can't sit down during it so nerds Jeez. correct me i look forward to your emails we're not going to get emails. I know, it's true. It's true. Next note, there's a couple different locations that I'm trying to, to ascertain in regards to the movie. In lore, in, in the, some of the lore or the Legends material, some parts of the Death Star somehow formed some sort of wormhole and some remnants of it got flushed into the uh, ocean world of Mon Calamari. So I'm just kind of wondering if they took that and ran with it. In regards to that, and the and portions of the Death Star that are shown in this movie are actually on Mount Calamari. So, my guess is that this is going to be Mount Calamari. I'm probably wrong. It'll probably be a, some world that they made up, but I'm going to say Mount Calamari. I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> it's a. Do you have any idea? So, uh, Mount Calamari. No idea. Do, do you know who? Do you know, do you know who Adam Akbar is? Just. Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Isn't he like kind of fish-faced? Yes, that is him. It's a trap. It's a trap. That's exactly it. Yeah, you ah. nailed it. So. So even though you haven't, in the, I, I just got a quick note here. I absolutely love how you've never seen Return of the Jedi, but you still know who who, who that is after a little bit of prodding and poking. But you figured it out. I, you, I know a lot of Star Wars references for never it, of watching the movie. I've Star- had to blend in in many uh, awkward situations. <laughs> so yes, yes. Star Wars has basically pierced the uh, pop culture situation. And even someone who's never seen the movies still recognizes a character who is probably on screen for no more than... A minute, probably more like thirty seconds, honestly. And he has a few, you know, very few lines. And all you need to know is it's a trap. And Jeremy, Jeremy nailed that one. So I'm proud of you, Jeremy. Thanks. <laughs> so, Glad I can um, do you proud. One quick note too that I find amusing is that the Empire has literally has stashed star destroyers everywhere. <laughs> have you seen any Star Trek movies lately, Jeremy? Um, yeah, I have. 
because the enterprise has emerged from under the water as well. And I think J.J. Abrams has ran out of creative ideas and we're just like, the enterprise can do it. A Star Destroyer can do it. And honestly, I think the Star Destroyer emerging actually looks more kick-ass just because it also has all the like city-like crenellations and uh, what is the name for all those little... And you might actually know due to prop work. Um, when you've got a... When you're making all sorts of like fake details on stuff, you add all sorts of little like little boxes and all sorts of random crap on something to make it look more impressive. Do you know uh, what it nothing's, is? Nothing's ringing my bell here. I don't... No idea what you're talking about. Oh. I, think I, I, I mean, I I can envision might, the pieces on Star Wars. I think they're called, the... I might be wrong, I think they're called Greebles, something like that. Greebling? Oh, I have no idea. I think it's it might be more of a model thing and less of a prop thing, but I think they're called yeah, Greebles. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to break my rule and look something up here. Greebles. <laughs> yep. A greeble is a nerny, or nerny is a fine detailing added to the surface of a large object that makes it appear more complex and therefore more visually interesting. It usually gives the audience an impression of increased scale. So um, I'll, I'll get to a couple more mysteries or a bunch of different specific things that I'm like either questioning or trying to figure out here. Um, if you jump to, I'll jump to one of the more simple ones that I'm trying to figure out. And at one minute and 51 seconds, there is a shot. If you, if you so desire, could take a look at it, Jeremy. Uh, I was looking shot, at that shot, actually. There is a shot sure. of both Kylo and Rey, who is, or sorry, Kylo is wearing his helmet at this point. They are smashing their lightsabers into something. And it appears to pretty much disintegrate upon striking it. Shatters, I would say. It would shatter. Yes, it shatters, which is very weird because a lightsaber, when you swing it and hit something with it, whatever you hit typically doesn't just shatter and blow up like that. It typically, you know, it's a it's a fancy plasma blade. It cuts it there. It cauterizes any sort of wound there. So when something shatters like that, I'm super confounded as to what that could be. So James, if you look I, at it, I, I have a theory on this. Yes. Okay. Um, as we saw in the first Star Wars movie, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was struck down by Darth Vader's blade. Yes. Uh, when that happened, he turned into nothing but a pile of clothes. Correct. I theorize that we also know that at the end of another one of the movies luke <laughs> sees obi-wan as a ghost i'm hypothesizing that this ghost is being struck down by kylo and ray in this scene and when a ghost is struck down by a lightsaber they shatter they just shatter into like little ghost particles yeah like ectoplasmin all over it's so yeah. so what so what ghost are they uh, striking down darth vader if you really pause it on that, there are some similarities to Darth Vader. Uh, I think people, some people have call, specifically called out the helmet. And uh, there are sparks, too. And one of the, the factors of sparks is consistent with Darth Vader because, like, he's half machine. So the sparks could be definitely, could, could be, I mean, that aspect could be Darth Vader. But I'm still confounded that he does blow up into pieces. So ghosts of Darth Vader. Interesting. Oh, or could there be a Darth Vader robot now? That is option two. The Emperor has built full robot Vaders and and put the uh, Vader ghost into them. Nice. <laughs> Vader ghosts. Or maybe just one ghost. And it's like one of those situations where you kill one Vader ghost robot and then the Vader ghost goes to a different robot. And he can just Ooh. he just hops between different hops between different robot bodies. Then who are you gonna call? Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren and Ray, apparently. No, who are you gonna call? <laughs> I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna call who you think I'm gonna call. 
Come on. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my next question that I'm really confounded by is I'm trying to figure out why the movie is called Rise of Skywalker. Because I think I've mentioned this before. There's only two Skywalkers left. One is Kylo Ren and Leia. I don't think uh, Leia is going to do a whole lot more rising. And Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. So I'm trying to think of exactly what's going on with this. And the only thing I can really come up, come up with is that there's going to end up being like the end of the movie. Kylo Ren and Rey are going to smooch. They're going to smooch. And they're going to have some babies. And it's going to be a fa- whole Skywalker family. Because he's arguably the last Skywalker. Uh, is it <laughs> uh, Mark Hamill in it? No, Mark Hamill died in episode eight. Not Mark oh, Hamill, sorry. Okay. L- L- uh, Luke. Luke faded Luke, into nothingness. So, uh, very similarly to uh, to Obi Wan in episode four. So there's no coming back for him. He, he's unless he unless he has become a ghost and is oh, Ooh, and willing to be shattered a little bit. He's willing to be shattered, but uh, yeah, he's he's dead. He's faded okay. away. He's faded. Into I kind of thought he was narrating, so that's he is. <sighs> I'm so confused. <laughs> But it, like it, there is an established precedent this because like as you you stated before, Obi Wan died in Episode Four, but he shows up as a Force ghost in Episodes Five and Six, and then additionally in times of great peril, Luke hears him as well. So oh. there is an established precedent with disembodied voices from uh, previously faded away characters in, in the Star Wars lore. You come as, come basically come back as a Force ghost, and you can haunt people, follow them around, tell them to do things, that sort of that sort of thing. Ah, what a world. I want to do that to you when I die. I look forward to it. You can like give me like lotto numbers because uh, Force users can typically like peer into the future. So they have some sort of uh, foresight. I would just like help you with mundane tasks like, <laughs> James, remember your blinker on this turn. <laughs> and that will get really annoying because, yeah, I know my blinker's on. I know how to use my goddamn blinker. Leave me alone. <laughs> James. Did you forget to turn the lights off out in your living room before I turned the goddamn lights on! Or off, rather. Yeah. <laughs> Along with the mystery of who, what is the, uh, why is it called Rise of Skywalker, is I'm still questioning, and I really don't know, and we, we kind of handled this before, but I'm still really on the fence on in, rega- in regards to who is Rey, because there's a lot of different other theories that have been bounced around, and they've been generally dismissed by, uh, you know, the people that are, well, J.J. Abrams in particular, who is, you know, who is privy to uh, some secret information and uh, one idea or one one theory that I've always kind of supported and I kind of always kind of liked is that she is in some way related to Obi-Wan Kenobi there's been a couple different ties in like for example when she gets her lightsaber from Maz Kanata's chest in her basement uh, I mean they definitely play some Obi-Wan Kenobi voiceover lines traditionally in the past Obi-Wan's disembodied voice has only appeared to Luke who directly knew him uh, Ray would have no knowledge of Obi-Wan whatsoever or would never have met him or anything to that effect. So mm. it really throws me for a loop in regards to why she would hear Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice. I so, can't answer that for you. So, so some people know. have theories that like Ray is like Obi-Wan Kenobi's daughter, maybe because in the, some, in some of the background information, Obi-Wan Kenobi did kind of potentially have a girl on the side, but it's never really been established in the main lore, so it's a mystery. She could also be completely nobody. You know, this is coming from no knowledge, but I'm just looking at the way this trailer's laid out, the fact that it's called Rise of Skywalker. I would put my money on she's a Skywalker, but that's just... That's pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's, that's a just definite my... possibility. My explanation is always that there's been some sort of mind wiping. 
uh, basically to insulate Rey from Kylo Ren, who has obviously gone evil. My suspicion is that Luke had his Jedi Academy, and he was training a number of young Jedi, including Kylo Ren and also his niece, Rey. And when Kylo Ren basically turned on him, Luke decided to you know disassemble and break up the Jedi Academy. And in the process, he needed to keep some of his pupils safe. And the, the way to accomplish that was to do a big force mind wipe on a whole bunch of people, including Rey, including his own sister, including Han, include pretty much everybody. So it, it's a huge mind wipe. But the thing is, Jedi, especially Luke, would certainly be powerful enough to do that. I mean, I've, I've bounced around like whether they're Kylo Ren and Rey are going to fall, fall in love. No, I don't. I think there's something weird there. Although that's <laughs> incest has been a present thing. In, or not, it's not real incest, but like Luke and Leia smooched and they, before they knew they were siblings. And there's always been this slight sexual tension between Kylo Ren and Rey, but maybe not. It might just be brother that, and sister too. Like they have a connection. That just George Lucas fulfilling some of his weird desires. You might be on something with that, but it's also at, at the time it wasn't necessarily established or like, I don't even, yeah, he probably knew at that point that they were going to be siblings, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So I think you're probably more likely to write, be right. I, I mean, I'll, I'm going to leave my other prediction in there, but it's going to be, I'm, my guess is it's going to be one of those two. I'm leaning toward your thing where she is actually a Skywalker and it's going to be called Rise of Skywalker because she's going to be awesome and kick ass and awesome, be, be awesome. And they're going to like rule together. Or do you think Kylo Ren's going to die? Um, based on that scene where we see him together doing something, um, I, would, <laughs> I could see him dying because, okay. you know, they're, they're taking up the fight together. Um, okay. you know, he suddenly turns good and then he sacrifices maybe for the good of everyone. To happen to stumble upon this, I didn't mean to, but I saw it and I thought it was too interesting, too juicy to pull up here. Uh, Red Letter Media has a suspicion that they are going to enter some new territory in regards to where this storyline will go. And there's actually a surprising amount of uh, evidence that leads toward their conclusion here. And their theory is that there's going to be some time travel fuckery. Ooh. No, that's not an ooh. That is a, that is a boo. I, uh, boo. Jeremy, how do you feel about time travel? Love it, love it, love oh, it. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> ever since Back to the Future, okay, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, full on board with time travel. Okay. Um, my opinion, though, Back to the Future is one of the few movies that has done it right, and most people get it wrong. By all means, I should I should have assumed that from you in the first place because, <laughs> yeah, like when the movie is specifically based like solely around time travel, like that's the, you know that's the hook, that's the uh, main driving feature of it. Yeah, like yep. they can usually do a pretty good job. However, Star Wars isn't necessarily focused on that. If they toss time travel in, I'm I'm a little worried that like they're just tossing too much crap in there. I mean, sorry, what what am I kidding? They they've tossed a lot of crap in there, especially in the expanded universe. But time travel is not something I would necessarily want to see in the main in the main story in the main arc in the main uh, episodes. If it's in some sort of weird little side project or you know one of these extra episodes or not extra episodes, but one of the little side things, yeah. If it's if it's self-contained, if it doesn't screw with the rest of the universe, that's fine with me. So that's why. I am against this theory. Like it might be, it might be happening, but I'm. I don't want. I don't want time travel in my Star Wars if possible. No, I. Uh, I agree with. I. I get where you're coming from. Uh, Avengers when they did that in Endgame, I wasn't super big fan of that. Honestly, it actually kind of works for me for comic books. But again, I don't think necessarily think Star Wars is the best place for a multiverse theory. I haven't used that mm, before. Yeah. 
Red Letter Media has outlined various items from the trailer that support their theory, so be sure to check them out for all the details. I am, however, going to mention their biggest and uh, most obvious one here. Ray is wielding Luke's blue lightsaber, the original lightsaber. Uh, this was literally, this lightsaber was destroyed in the previous episode. How is it back? Did Ray build a new one? It seems very unlikely that she built an exact replica of the last lightsaber. In the past, anytime someone's lightsaber has been destroyed, when they rebuild it, there has been some alterations to it, some tweaks. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Jeremy, do you think you're going to see this movie? Probably not. Um, I, so I got to tell you, though, uh, after our conversation, I am I am Googling where I can watch Rogue One. Um, kind of thinking about watching that one, actually. So, yes. So hey, that's, I, uh, I'm going to call that a success. Hey, that's, a, that's a win for you in your book. What do you think? Are you going to watch this movie? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of question is that? There's uh, no way that I'm not going to watch this movie. Literally. There's like, even if I accidentally stumble upon a spoilers, I'm not going to care. I'm still going to see this movie. Like there's no, there, yeah, you can't ruin this for me. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't do what I do with like superhero movies. And that's just complete media blackout and, Oh, I Dude, try to. Like, yeah. I mean, by all means, I try, try to. But to. It's, just, it's uh, literally impossible to do that for this sort of thing. True, true. <laughs>